Welcome back to another episode of the Speak Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee. You can add it to foods. You can add it to snacks, smoothies. You can even consume it straight out of the pouch. A cool way to do it, though, is add it to your coffee, give it a nice blend, and you're ready to go. It is a new way to add healthy fats into your diet without making any big adjustments. So you can find them at burnbutter.com, or you can visit them on IG at burnbutters. And you can also check out any of the flavors they have on their website. I would recommend the Mocha. So far, my favorite. Our next sponsor is the PNW Lofts. These guys are making spaces to get stuff done. It is all about collaborating and working with other like-minded individuals in your community to help you get your projects done. With COVID-19 happening and changing the way people work together, I think the PNW's Loft is here to inspire those that want to get stuff done and want to have a place to create. So you should check them out at pnwlofts.com or you can visit them on IG at pnwloft. And our last sponsor for the day is Iron and Ash. Iron and Ash is a new construction and design company in Spokane, Washington. They are designing in an artistic manner. We actually had them come in and design the studio for us. We had a vision that we wanted to see. We let them know what we wanted to make happen, and they made it happen. So really, it's about letting them work their magic and giving them something to work with. They've done a great job with our studio space, and anybody out there that's looking for some design or construction work, these guys are a great option. They're up and coming. They're new, so you guys can find them on IG at ironandash.fabrication. Hey everybody, I got Nick with me today. Nick is the founder of Odd Jobbers. Um, Odd Jobbers is a really cool local company that is, I mean, I'll let him do more explaining because I probably won't explain it correctly, but it's a, I think it's a tech company that yep. is based on um, finding odd jobs for local college kids and people that just need a quick job, right? Yeah, pretty much. So guys, I got Nick here with me. Nick, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so let's get to know you a little bit because um, I'm actually really excited about this because we haven't had a tech company in yet. And so kind of getting to know where you are with your startup phase and kind of how things are going. Um, there's a lot of new tech in Spokane. And so kind of let's get to know you, dude, and what yeah. you're up to. Yeah, so um, I'm from Monument, Colorado. Okay. Um, I came up to Spokane uh, to start at Gonzaga back in 2015 and went through the business school there. And then in the spring of 2018, I started Odd Jobbers because I needed a way to make money while I was in school. Okay. Um, and I got really fired up in an entrepreneurship class um, just from this guest speaker. And so I, you know, I decided to go for it. I wasn't able to get a job in here in Spokane because I had already had an internship lined up for that summer. So okay. every interview kind of stopped right when I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm leaving yep. in three months. <laughs> I hear that, yeah. So we kind of started as uh, almost like a college Craigslist where... Okay. You know, I, we just kind of pieced together like a couple like different internet applications. I yeah. mean, it was super janky um, and just let kit, you know, customers post what they needed done and, and students could go do it. So where did the idea stem from? Like, I know you needed a job, but like, how did you come up with like a, hey, let's create, you know, it's, yeah, it's just absolutely. like finding a job, but how did you come up with the platform? Like <laughs> what that? was the epiphany? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the previous summer, my brother actually he listed on Nextdoor. So we were, okay. we yep. were, I, I was an intern up in Denver. My brother didn't, you know, he was trying to find a job. He was in high school, I think, maybe about to go to college. And he listed on Nextdoor.com like, hey, you know, able-bodied 18-year-old, like I'll do whatever you need uh, around the house. And so he was working like all summer, just, right. yep. you know, two minutes from our house um, around his own schedule, making like killer money. And I'm looking at my job. I'm driving like an hour every single morning. 
uh like up to just do like the crappiest like kind of construction stuff and i'm like damn (laughs) you know there's a better way so then i went abroad Uh, i studied abroad in florence um with my now partner zach and uh we got back and um i was broke like most college students (laughs) yeah what year was that uh that was i started abroad in fall of um 2017 got back and our job started the following spring okay and how old were you when you came to spokane so that was only two three years ago i was 18 okay yeah because yeah because i came here right after i graduated high school okay yep um and why why gonzaga um you know i was not as good of a student in high school as i was in, in college um and so you know i didn't have like a ton of options like i kind of waitlisted right. at a few schools and uh so it was between gonzaga and cu boulder um, okay. i'm not sure why gonzaga let me in i don't think i was <laughs> i was quite that caliber of a student but um i just visited up here and i was injured at the time and so it was still a great visit even though i was like incapacitated i had like you know really messed up my knee and so i just knew you know like most people they just like you get a feeling yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah yeah that's awesome the funny thing is is that um i just found out found out about odd jobbers i think it was maybe a couple months ago it wasn't too long ago but i had the i had this the same idea or feeling of what kind of work was out there and how you could find it. Cause for me, I actually grew up working and living this way uh, yeah. from, from I can, what I can remember. I think I was 16 when I started getting my first like odd job. Mm-hmm. I basically um, had met the, one of my dad, uh, one of my best friends at the time, his uh, like a friend of his dad or something like that. had basically offered me a job of doing like construction work. I was basically cleaning up after the the project was done, all the mm-hmm. dirt and paint and everything off the ground. And, it, and I was making like 20 bucks an hour. I was like 16. <laughs> yep. Um, but you don't find that kind of job. Like you don't, you just can't go out and you, f- you find that random job, right? A lot of this is just through. It's super one-off, you know, like yeah. you can find one, maybe two. Um, but like getting that consistent work where all you have to think about is going and doing the work and doing a good job. That's the tough part. And so that's where we make it really, really easy on college students. Right. Um, specifically to, to make money around their schedule and, you know, better than minimum wage, better than they're going to make at, uh, you know, Pizza Hut or Domino's or whatever. And that's the crazy part about it is that there's a stigma with the type of work that gets offered. Like I'm sure on these platforms and just like elsewhere where it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Or you don't even know what the job, the work, you can read it, but you really don't know what it is until you get there. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, and what I've realized is that a lot of it is just, you know, like a skill-based factor. Like if you're not skillful enough to, you know, cut grass, then I just wouldn't take that offering. Right. But the funny thing is, is that there's just all sorts of work out there that can be offered to you when you're actually looking for it. And when you're like looking for, I guess something to kind of do. And the funny thing is, is that I actually wish this was around a long time ago in the sense that if you could, the way I thought of it is that if I could just go find online, go find a job with somebody pay me either cash or maybe there's a way to offer payment. Yeah. It's all all digital. Yep, Yep. Yep. Then you can just, pick up any job whenever you need to and just make some extra crash here and there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's really where, you know, the initial um, like idea for our job started was mm-hmm. just, you know, letting people do that. And then we kind of stumbled on what we call the gap. And Tell me about that. So the gap is what we, you know, kind of what we offer to customers. We address services that fall within the gap between do it yourself and call a professional or, or hire a contractor. Okay. So, there's a ton of things in there. So picking up dog poop, cleaning, you know, like biweekly cleaning or organizing the garage. There's like all these little odd jobs. And 
Um, it turns out that college students are the perfect solution because they're hardworking. Um, they do have kind of a funky schedule, but they don't need to earn, you know, usually like $40 an hour, or $50 an hour, like the opportunity cost isn't there. Mm-hmm. And so um, it makes sense now for customers to outsource things that, you know, maybe they used to do themselves or just didn't get done at all. Mm-hmm. Um to college students. And so we've just invested in technology that makes it really, really easy and usable on the customer side. Um, And then on the student side, all you have to worry about is, you know, I just have to create my schedule. I choose the services that I want to do. We, we now have, you know, three or four and, uh, and you know, it's that simple. You don't have to worry about like taking cash or anything like that. Um, We just make it super simple and that's really where, you know, we've kind of found success. So, um, cause the, the job, the job market that you guys are, um, working with this is not like something you created. It was already out there and you guys are just finding now you just basically created a tool slash platform to be able to organize its structure and offer it as you know, the odd jobs that it is. Right? I think, I think yes, but I think we've also, the cool thing about what we've, we've accidentally done, there's, okay. there's no like intention. There was no, you know, epiphany that we saw this opportunity, but like we stumbled on, you know, okay. So now these services that make sense for, you know, typically older folks okay. to outsource things like bringing up storage bins from the basement. Okay. I grew up doing that for my grandma. Yep. She was never going to do that. But where would you find someone to do that? That's going to be trustworthy and reliable. And so our solution just like naturally fit that. And so we realized, you know, in the kind of college Craigslist model that we started with, most people were posting for yard work, moving and cleaning. And okay. so we've narrowed our service offering to just be like, we're going to be the best at that. It's easy to schedule. It's easy to go do, easy to pay, all that stuff. So it was kind of just like, was this a re-strategy that you guys ended up doing then? It was. Yeah. yeah. So because at yep. first you were just kind of getting do, offering the jobs, that that gap that you were talking yep. about kind of from here to here. And then now you're... I mean, we didn't... I don't even think that we like knew of the gap or could like describe it. Okay. We just were saying, you know, anything a college student can do, you right. can do on odd jobbers. So like we've had uh, kids tutor kids like, uh, or like students teach, you know, younger kids how to swim. Okay. Uh, like, I mean, it's just been like kind of crazy, but most of them are, those are the services within the gap. And so we've just focused on that, got really good at that. Um, and so that's how I think we're going to grow the most. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how many people did you guys start with? So there are two of us at the beginning, you know, just, just working on odd jobbers. And then, mm-hmm. you know, for a while, it was just like me doing uh, odd jobs and then my my roommates. And then um, like a couple of people started signing up. And then it, you know, it, it really started like gaining traction when, you know, it's just like social proof, really. Yeah. And then in the last year, I mean, we've had over 850 students sign up oh, just geez. in Spokane. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So are you guys uh, Spokane specific right now? We are right now. Yeah. So we haven't had the pieces of technology that will allow us to operate at a bigger scale yeah. yet. Yeah. Today, like I was mentioning to you earlier, um, we're actually launching the student side of our whole new application that our, yes. you know, our engineering team has been just absolutely grinding for the past five, six months. What's that like? So let's talk about that a little bit too, because I know that's new, right? It is. Yeah, it is. So this is where we're kind of changing the model, like kind of the customer and student perception of odd jobbers so that we can make, sh- we can just make it easier for everyone. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been really, really fun to be part of the process of, okay, this is, you know, from a business standpoint, this is what it needs to do, uh, designing like the system. And then 
like the actual design of the website and then, you know, working with the engineers of like, okay, this is how the back end needs to work the front end. I mean, I've learned so much. It's been, it's been right. awesome. Yeah. What's your going to be your biggest advantage if you can talk about it before it launches? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's going to be scheduling. Okay. So, you know, and I, I remember telling this to our, to one of our investors uh, where I was just like, you know, we have all these positive metrics and people absolutely love what we're doing, but we can't serve all the demand that we've had. And so if there's customers listening, I'm, sh- you know, there's, there's probably some that are like, you know, I posted, but I didn't get any help. And so that's not because we haven't had enough, you know, students uh, as odd jobbers. It's just because like the technology and the way the system worked was not efficient. And it just, you know, it just didn't sync schedules. So okay. it's like, you know, if you called an Uber and the guy showed up like an hour and a half later, that doesn't really work. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, obviously Uber is, <laughs> they probably have they like a hundred thousand software engineers to, you know, <laughs> figure that out. Um, and so that's kind of, that's what we've been doing for the last six months. This is all proprietary? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So this, this whole thing is like built from the ground up. Um, we've, we've had a, you know, pretty big team of software engineers and then front end developers that have created it with an architecture that's really really cool that keeps like server costs super low um, and then allows us to you know transfer into a native app really really easily so because right now it'll just be web-based so through your browser so this has only been a couple months in the making then or a year this application odd jobbers has been you know Uh, we've been operating for like two and a half years but the app itself is pretty new and relative definitely definitely a new concept okay cool that's awesome dude i'm excited for you guys because i definitely know it's a big need for the market out there in the sense that we're just kind of with the way times are changing and the type of work that people are going to be asking for and offering especially with everything of covid too you might have people that have restricted schedules just from being at home or having their kids at home and they just need more help around the house this is going to be kind of a really good platform for people to kind of look look to. Where do you see yourself in lines with this? I hate to throw you in a comparison, but like uh, Care.com and like Sitter City and all these other service platforms out there that are offering people to work. I know this one's specific yeah. to odd jobs, and then we kind of talked about the gap a little bit, and then the three specific offers that you guys really focus on. Mm-hmm. But where do you guys see yourself in that kind of realm? Or so- do you even compare yourself at all the biggest difference is that the our providers are only college students so okay. you have to prove that you're a college student or a recent graduate okay. to become an odd jobber and i'm assuming you do that through you have a process that does that like we do email. we do okay. and cool. you know and they'll, and they'll go through background checks and everything and we do that because we make it exclusive to students because yeah. what we've built works for them really really well right and what happens when you add different demographics or different like personas, I guess, Mm -hmm. user personas to like the provider network is like, okay, now the prices don't make sense for everyone. Right. And the scheduling doesn't make sense. You know, so that's why we've built it specifically for students. Plus, I mean, to be honest with you, customers just, they, they feel um, like secure doing that. They enjoy having a a kid from Gonzaga doing some yard work. What's the portfolio look like? I, I mean, I haven't been on there to make an account or anything, but is it yeah. just basic like bio information where you're from school? Kind yep. of things like set? like hometown, you know, why like a little bio. Um, and then the big thing is like ratings and reviews from past customers. Oh, nice. So one thing that's super cool, too, that we'll be working on after this new application launches is what we've kind of dubbed as like the odd job resume. Okay. And so the whole idea is that if you, you know, you sign up to be an odd jobber and you work between your sophomore and, and senior year. That means that you've, you know, done a lot of jobs and you probably have a lot of ratings and reviews. 
Well, now when you go and apply to a professional job after college, you can be like, you know, hey, recruiter, look at my track record here. I have an average of 4.8 stars. All my customers say I'm punctual, hardworking, you know, easy to communicate with, all that stuff. Like that proves those soft skills, which previously were pretty much unprovable. Definitely. Um, so that's something that's really, really or untrackable at least. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's like a good way to kind of get yourself because as much as people want to build up their resumes as much as they can, there's those soft skills like you just said are super, super important to have uh, referrals behind. I mean, you always have your referrals on your yep. resume, but to, I think what's really cool is that before. Uh, before kind of what I'm hearing right now, it was just based off of like your regular work experience and then you just right. fill out like a regular resume. Right. But I mean, there's, I think it's, it's almost like an Uber platform where you have like 30, like, yeah, like 35, mm-hmm. four star review or four yeah. to five star reviews. And you can just, I'm assuming you would just put that as a block on your resume of like you're an odd jobs worker and all or your Or just like a link to, you know, our website where we can stylize like a, an, an actual odd job or resume. Okay. Um, like there's a lot of things that we can do there and, um, you know, part of the reason we really want to do that is because some of the feedback that we had when I was in school, you know, I, I remember I was, I was sitting in no lie and, and the guy waiting on us was, uh, you know, he was a waiter at no lie, but he was also an odd jobber. And so I was like, Hey man, like, why don't you just do odd jobs to make money? That's what I do. And, uh, and he was like, it's just not consistent enough. And like, yeah. I, you know, I, I want to like, there's, there's benefits to a traditional job that weren't there, uh, as, as an odd jobber early. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to close, you know, that, that gap, I guess. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how, how does your workflow come in? How do you guys find that? Like the works that need the jobs that need to be done? Is that, is that just through so, uh, internet, social, media, social media? I mean, yeah, okay. just advertising. Um, you know, that's, it's, it's, we've, we've never had a problem getting customers cause word of mouth is super, super strong right. too. So we've been able to operate on like an absolute shoestring budget and, you know, carrying us to like the next, to our funding round that we closed in in January um, it's because word of mouth is super, super strong. And then people use us really frequently when they get help. Part of the what makes Odd Jobbers a compelling investment to, you know, local angels and then, you know, in the future VCs in Boise or Seattle or, or in Spokane um, is that it's it's recurrent work. So, yeah. you know, your dog is always going to be pooping in your yard. <laughs> you know, like you're always going to be dirtying your like house or apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just like having a affordable trustworthy reliable source of just like help right is it's not out there yet and so that's where odd jobbers comes in no it's not and i think um for my hometown actually they had work source clinics and places that they would offer random little jobs to people but it was a you literally get up at five in the morning you go to the clinic on the side of the road and you wait in line with like 30 other people and they're like yeah this is the job we have today here's the rate take it or leave it basically um but it that that whole process in the earlier years and even like if you were to transfer that to today it doesn't it doesn't have a good vibe or feel with it because it mm-hmm. just seems like you know this isn't something that i would want to do on yep. a weekly or daily basis like i totally get the whole consistent nine to five or set schedule as a part-time full-time worker well that's the cool thing it's not even a set schedule so right. if i'm a student on monday i just had a class canceled for thursday boom, I can create a shift and, you know, we'll hook you up with a, with a booking in that shift. So I mean like that on the fly schedule and then, you know, recurring work, obviously, yeah. like if you only always know that Thursday afternoons, I want to work, you can do that too. Do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, that for me, it opens the opportunity for people to 
make a decision on like when they want to work mm-hmm. rather than forcing to have to go about it and then just dreading the idea of going right. to work. Cause right. I, I think like if you're again, when I was in school, I think the last thing I wanted to do was work on when I had like a final that following oh, Monday yeah, or something no. like that. Yeah. And to be like, yeah, I'm not going to go into work today. I mean, you can do that with like DoorDash and stuff like that. But even then those concepts, those concepts and the scheduling idea that you guys have and along with the other has, I think I've just now been recently more coming out, giving people mm-hmm. more flexibility and like the option to work when they do or don't want to, yep. which is crazy. Yep. I think it's super, super important with people right now. Dude, I'm really proud of you guys. You guys are doing awesome. I mean, I think it's something that's going to kind of blow up pretty soon, especially if you guys are able to get more. I don't even think you guys need anything more besides just people signing up. People we just need work. a system that works. Yeah. That's what I, you know, that's what I always tell people. And I mean, everything is there except that. And so about a year ago, we we found um, one of our investors who who was he's, he's been a mentor to me. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm not I can't put my money into this thing unless you have a, a technical person on the team like myself and Zach. We are not technical guys. You know, we're business guys. And so uh, we went, you know, luckily found our CTO. His name's Isaiah, absolute rock star software engineer and has managed the whole project. And so doing that internally has like just been an absolute game changer. So yeah, it's been it's been an awesome process. We're really excited to get it out there and, and see what customers think. And so your next uh, your next big launch right now is the app, right? Um, so or what are you working on? What are you guys working on together as a whole as a team? Because I know the app's coming out today. Yep, on the student side. Okay. So you know if you if you think about how Odd Jobbers works or Uber or any of these, you know we need providers and customers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the chicken or the egg problem. Like which right. do you get first to make it valuable to the other? So yeah. we decided to launch the students you know, today that'll get out there. Students can sign up and then, you know, here in a couple of weeks, we'll launch the customer side and that's where, you know, we'll transition fully into this new application. It's all web-based. So, okay. you know, still through the browser yeah. and then, you know, the next kind of big project and development push will be a native app on the native app, app for your, for your guys' self. And right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thanks for telling me about your guys' company. I mean, I'm really Really, really excited to see how much further it goes and how well it's going to do in Spokane. Do you guys plan on expanding to like a local area anytime soon? What would be your first place if you did? Absolutely, yeah. So the first place will be Boise. Okay, um, it's a market really, really similar to Spokane, um, and I think we're really going to benefit off of um, going into like another kind of mid-sized market. Right. There's a lot of competition. Do you guys have a competitor that you're aware of? I mean, I know some people don't look at competitors the same as others, but it's it's or not- somebody you may be modeling or looking. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not like, I wouldn't say it's, um, you know, like Chipotle versus Qdoba, <laughs> you know, which does the exact same thing, different brands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's certainly different ways to get what we're offering done. Right. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. Like we've, we've looked at, uh, you know, TaskRabbit or Thumbtack, like mm-hmm. these other, yep. uh, or care.com. We actually got kicked off of care.com because really? we were like competing with them. So how are you guys on care.com? Did you just have... Yeah, we just like list as like, they, they let small businesses like list. And so we, they like kicked us off within you, like a couple have days. Have you guys not looked into that or anything? Like what, <laughs> what was the last update on that? Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's not a small company either. That's a, No, no, yeah. they're big. But they're just like, I, I'm guessing they just like looked at our landing pages or something like that. And they're like, oh, these guys are offering kind of something similar as us. <laughs> so for, yeah, you guys for anybody that, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know what care.com or Sitter City is, it's basically a, a platform where you can find people that are offering care and services, babysitting, yep. dog sitting, like all sorts of stuff. And yep. um, I, that's a question I, would, I wanted to ask you. What's your guys's, um, 
like payment platform or processing? Like, how does that look like? Because I know with care.com, don't you have to pay either like a monthly fee or something like that to be on the account or to get jobs? And then I don't know if you guys charge the, the job poster a fee for, for like, tell me about that a little bit as much as you can, of course. Absolutely. So with companies like oddjobbers or care.com, there's really kind of two ways you can do it. So you can be like care.com, which is connecting, like you're purely the platform you're connecting, like people existing providers Mm -hmm. with, with people that are looking for it. And so that's things like Upwork or Fiverr or care.com. Um, People might not know those because they're kind of techie. But then there's the other side, which is like Uber, where mm-hmm. Uber is the platform, but you you don't really think of them as as the platform as much. Like you use the Uber app to get a driver, and it's super snappy. Like right. that, you know, that is you call it an Uber. Yeah, you call it, you yep. know what I mean. Yep. Um, and so that's what we're transitioning into. So we we're almost like the odd, the the Uber of odd jobs. You guys are the odd jobs. You guys are odd jobbers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so so customers come they. You know, they they book with us. We tell them when we're available to to work with them. We have you know algorithms and processes on the back end that matches it up with the student that's nearby nice. and has settings that you know will fit that job. Um, but as far as payment, before they you know leave our website after booking, they add their credit card or their nice. debit card. You know that's stored with with Stripe, which does like payment processing for yeah, Airbnb yeah. and yep. like the big ones like that. And so, you know, after after the job is done, the odd jobber just submits how long they worked for the customer, and we just we charge the customer uh, forty eight hours later um, the you know number of hours they worked times the hourly rate that was set uh, before they left uh, at the booking stage. So customers really have to do nothing other than you know I want this here it is um, like here's my payment information. Odd jobber shows up. And then we, you know, we charge them after. Do they set a rate for their job or a price for their job? Or is that, do you guys all like do recommendations do. or something like that? Nope. So like it's, it's similar to Uber where Uber, you know, it's not the driver that's setting their rate. Right. It's, it's Uber. Like this is the market rate. And that's just because it makes it so much easier for Definitely. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll, so we do that. So the students, you know, the odd jobbers will always earn a rate that uh, we've established for that category. So let's say yard work. You know, any yard work job you're going to do, you're going to make 15 bucks an hour or 16 bucks an hour, whatever it is. So whenever they do a yard work job, that's what they'll make on the on the booking side. We can get kind of crafty with like it's similar to like surge pricing. So we want customers to choose times of availability that we or time, you know, booking slots that we have a lot of availability. Right. Which, you know, is based off of students yeah. in their area. Um, and so we can like lower the price at those times or we can charge a little bit higher price for times where we don't have as much availability. Uh, but either way, customer knows exactly what they're paying before they leave booking and students know exactly what they're going to get paid when they arrive to the job. So when I used to do my odd jobs, like again, every every odd job I've ever done in my life was literally just like you said, word of mouth, no platform. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, um, Susie wants you to go clean her gutters and yep. do this out. And you're like, yeah, this is 20 bucks an hour. Right. Great. Here's your money after the fact. The funny thing is, is that sometimes though, I, I feel like in my conversations or whenever I was picking up these odd jobs, I would forget to talk about like how much it, I would get for the job or the payment. <laughs> and then I would be doing the job like in the Been middle there. of it. I'd be like, oh wait, how much are they going to pay me for this? Yep. And I've been there for like four hours. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, this yep. totally forgot to bring yep. it up. So I think it's really cool because then you just take, kind of take the stigma and the issue out with that, mm-hmm. right? It's all yep. up forward, up front. Yep. No um, awkward conversations or counting cash or, because I've done that exact thing. And it is, you know, not a fun moment when you realize it, but, and hopefully you agree with me on here, uh, on this, but like most of the 
pretty much every time that's happened to me, I get paid more than I would have expected. Yes. Which is, is pretty sweet. Yep. So it's almost like maybe I should do that more. <laughs> well, I, I, and that's funny. I literally just did an odd job, I think, before I launched the studio um, in beginning of July. And because uh, I mentioned to you, I did some property management. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of work just with landscaping again and construction. And uh, I got called to do a house. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I actually had brought my brother with me, my younger brother. And we were working for about four or five hours. And she was a family friend. So we got really comfortable real quick. And I just was like, yeah, let me do this. So I told her exactly what would happen and yeah. be done in like three and a half, four hours. Four, like the four hour mark hits and I'm done right on time. And she's like, how much do we owe you? I totally forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. And like, I didn't even think. And like, I'm sure you've been there too. You're tired after the whole day. You don't yeah. want to, you're like, I don't even know. Just give me money. Like I, right. I just worked all day. I can't even think of it. But every time, and just like you said, it would come down to, I'm like, yeah, let me, 18 bucks an hour or something like that they'd come back with like 100 mm-hmm. and you'd get 20 dollars more than what exactly. you originally charged you're like yep. all right never never mind <laughs> yeah yeah exactly do you yeah. guys offer tips and or is, is that a thing in there we will yep okay. yep on this new application customers can um, cool. you know tip directly on there they can rate and review the, the, the odd driver they worked with nice yeah so we're looking forward to having tips uh on there because you know I think it'll happen frequently. Right. I'm sure it already does. And I'm, I'm, to some extent, like just yeah, from a natural, you, you know, we haven't. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's been like, kind of like cash, which we, we can't, we can't, we don't do cash for like payment of the job. But okay. um, I mean, personally, like I've, you know, def, I've done a ton of odd jobs. Um, and, you know, I've tipped frequently with either food or cash. Right. And exactly. E- both are equally acceptable to me. <laughs> Especially when you're hungry and it's hot out and you right. didn't bring a lunch. Right. Oh gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> cool, dude. Thanks for telling me all about this. Let me get into you a little bit because we've been talking enough about odd jobs and I'm sure everybody listening here is going to be super excited to check it out. Uh, is everything launched and live? Because I know you guys have been up and running, but like, is it www.oddjobbers.com? Yep, what are you guys on social? I think the same. Oddjobbers.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then any other platforms to find you on? I mean, LinkedIn, just, you know, pretty the, the most common ones, I guess. Yeah, that's that's how you could reach us or always email us, call us. We're always by the phone. So. Cool. So you're pretty young, though. So is this your first company you've started? It is. It is? Yeah. What got, so where did you come? Where did the entrepreneurial mindset come from you? Because I know you said you had the the class and you had that yeah. speaker that was there, yeah. but I couldn't have just done it like right off the bat. My father's a realtor. Okay. Um, and so he, you know, you know, works for himself and he used to have a team. Um, and so he's in Colorado Springs. And so when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a doctor and I really wanted to go to Harvard. <laughs> um, and I think I like have always just been like good at um, trying to get what I want by like getting others to see like, why they should give me what I want. Yeah, definitely. And so they always said like, I should always, you know, go into business. And then you're a negotiator. um, Right. (laughs) And then I realized I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor. So, um, (laughs) what, what made you realize that is, um, grades, the the uh, courses. I, I I don't know if it was like grades, but I just, I, I, I mean, really like, I just didn't really like enjoy it as much. Actually, you know what it was is because, I get in, like I get just sad like in hospitals, you know, like it's not yeah. a fun and happy place no, yeah, a lot of the time, you. and so that's just not really where I want. When I was my a, time. when I was a kid, I used to go to the hospital. I used to think I would get sick after I left, so oh, yeah. I, I would always yeah. be quote yeah. unquote sick. After oh yeah, I left. well you know like yeah. the smell of a hospital oh, yeah. and stuff, and 
yeah, it's just it's just it's like a scary place a lot of the time. Yeah, so, no, I hear you. Um, Sorry yeah. to any doctors and nurses out there. <laughs> no, yeah, you guys, you're mentally stronger than I am. <laughs> Um, oh gosh yeah so yeah just kind of like got into you know i guess business classes when i was in right. high school um just knew did that you ever I, do like deca or any I did do DECA. or anything like I that i did do yeah. deca yeah and i think i'm actually judging like a competition in a couple months here for jealous deca here yeah it'll be cool that's um, awesome and so i just you know i went to gonzaga and graduated in that and it just like felt right i guess i just kind of knew um but this was knew, but this was your first so this is your first concept business idea model, though. It like, is, yeah. Scratch, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Are you hoping, what's your long-term plan for this? I know there's a lot that's obviously changing. You guys already restructured, re-strategized. But mm-hmm. is there like, when you first started a long-term vision that's maybe still there or similar to what you have right now? Absolutely. So on the student side, I mean, we're making the best way for a student to make money in existence. Just period. Yeah. Yep. And I think with this new application, we've done it. For okay. Sure. On the customer side, like, you know, we just want to be, we want to address the gap and do that all over the country. And so, and it's, and it's funny because I was telling my parents about this. They don't, they haven't really like experienced the like startup or like venture capital angel, that kind of like industry, the startup industry, I guess. We're from a small town in Colorado. Like there's not startups. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's <is> small <laughs> businesses and then there's like Walmart. Business, yep. you know? When I told them, I was like, Mom, like the money that we're taking from these angel funds, I mean, we've, so we've raised, you know, almost $400,000 in in equity um, financing to date. Congrats. Yeah. It's like the expectation is, you know, you need to go for, you know, usually between like 10 and a hundred million dollars. And like, when you take that money from those investors, you're making an oblig, you, you have a fiduciary duty as, you know, in a C-suite or as as CEO to like, do it, do what you can to create value for your shareholders. And so uh, like that comes with an acquisition at some point or becoming super profitable or, <laughs> or uh, like going for an IPO. Yeah, definitely. And so that's, that's kind of where we would love to be. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, we just, we just want to do great things for people in college communities like Spokane and Boise and then Seattle, Portland, and then move East. One step South. at a time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Are you guys ever, um, and this could be part of your strategy, hopefully not to uh, expose it, but would you ever, ever mm-hmm. partner with like colleges like directly or are you guys already partnered? We've with them? tried so many times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the barrier of entry? Is it just universities have a lot to lose? Definitely. So oh, I mean, well, like their yeah, repu- yeah, reputation, yeah. you know, like they're, they're worried about anything going wrong. Right. Um, and so, you know, I like that was a big, we really, really pushed like several times. I've met with like the CFO of Gonzaga several times, and um, it, it it's just like not going to get there because most schools are like not for you know they're not for profit yeah, and they definitely. they see the value we're creating for students, but we can do it without them. Maybe and it doesn't so, align with what they're trying to accomplish yeah, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear that, and uh, I had a I had a tech based app that I wanted to design and partner with colleges. And I think that was like, I actually had a conversation with some leaders over at Eastern and they're like, the hardest part is getting them to align like very, very cleanly with what you're trying to do. And then multiply the schools along the lines of that. I mean, if you start partnering with universities, then you have to deal with all the universities being in the same involved in one single organization, which would be yours. And so I could, I definitely get that. That, that makes total sense. Definitely not fun to hear but i mean i'm sure if you guys could 
work some sort of structure out down the road, there could be some sort of student offering at least to help you guys get more college connections. Yeah. But I don't think that, I don't, like you said, I don't think you guys need them to do any of that really. Exactly. It's just kind of naturally put together college Mm -hmm. kids and odd jobs. So, well, the cool thing about odd jobbers too, is that like word of mouth on the student side travels very quickly Mm -hmm. too. There's a lot of students that need to make money on their schedule. Um, And so, you know, we, you know, we, there's a lot of students signing up frequently. And so, you know, to your point, we just, we don't need schools. And so we have to, we just need to focus on definitely getting the technology and then gaining traction within markets. That's awesome, dude. So I'm going to ask you the big question that everybody has been getting asked. Um, anything changed with COVID and you guys have to re-strategize completely just from the past couple from the past year, I guess, because we're already six months into this. Um, do you guys see anything, right? I know. (laughs) Do you see anything going forward in the future that's going to have to be again readjusted because of protocols policies what any new arrangements that we have to make um you know so so covid uh was it, it was really scary obviously for any business owner right. uh when it when it kind of broke out i guess and we were closed from mid-march till the very beginning of may um and so you know we had just closed our seed round and so our investors are saying you know, like, is this, is this business viable in this Corona economy? I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened was students internships and their jobs all got canceled. Yeah. So, you know, my brother, he's, he's a down at TCU. He had an absolute killer job lined up, um, down there and it right. got canceled. And so, um, like we saw that same thing here in Spokane. And so students signed up a ton of students signed up that were staying in Spokane. They already had their leases here. Um, and they just did odd jobs. So this summer has been way better than expected and previous summers. Like we've grown significantly, even with this kind of like outdated early stage beta like platform really? that we've been using. Yeah. So that was a very pleasant surprise. Do you think it's just because of the economic situation? Everybody's home and people are cleaning up more and realizing yep. their house is dirty and yep. like, I can't yep. do all this. The odd jobs are never going to go away. No, never. Um, yeah. And so, and it's, and it's been easy to have social dis- like to social socially distance i guess i'm at these jobs because they're frequent like it's it's often yard work or moving mm-hmm. help you know like which moving help is an essential service um and so and it's, and it's really not too hard to be kind of covid conscious there but yard work i mean you could stay 30 feet away from someone and, and still there's really hardly, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's really hardly any interaction it's like yeah just yep. make sure you move that mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. that's really Weed about that it. flower bed yeah yeah exactly cool that's crazy well i'm glad you guys didn't have to i mean obviously everybody was affected by it and everyone approached differently but i think the cool thing is just to see that you guys pivoted you're able to make some adjustments and kind of keep yourself afloat for the rest of the year. Is it kind of just so focusing on the app, making sure that's launched on the student side and then you get the customer side going. Um, seems like you guys already got COVID handled in the sense that you already have procedures and policies, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, let's hope nothing drastic changes. And here. I will always, always <laughs> hope for the best here. Cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you giving me all the insight on that. I think the, again, I, I already said it, but I think the coolest part is just, the value that I see it providing to Spokane is going to be something that I think a lot of other cities and be able, um, other places will be able to see and they would like actually want in their town. Mm-hmm. I, again, from my town, there's, there's nothing to do with tech. So this wouldn't be out there, <laughs> but in the sense that you can get this in the small communities that have like that need for the odd jobbers, I think it would definitely fit in anywhere. And I'm sure you're going to be able to, as it grows, you'll be able to expand into towns and all this other yep. stuff so like you can just oh, yeah. the zip code and yep be like here's the 
exactly. jobbers for this zip code. And now we can expand super quickly. There's really no uh, limit to what we can do with this app because nice. I mean, our, I can't even tell you how many times the engineers are just like, "All right, let's turn it on for the whole nation." Right. Yeah, just it's like it do doesn't it. quite work like that, but um, I mean, we certainly could. Like, yeah. it would work. So. No, I mean, and that's mm-hmm. kind of I don't know. Maybe COVID might be the time to test it, just because everything is yep. the way it is. And yep. Yep. You, I mean, I think the most you have to lose right now is just time. You know, obviously Absolutely. money. Yep. Um, but I think right now uh, the fear of ex- execution will kind of hurt a lot of people just because with being worried about what's going to happen with COVID, you just might not try new things. Yep. I'm sure if you guys would have been like, I don't know how the rest of this year is going to go, you maybe would have never launched the app, that kind yep. of stuff. And um, I think it's important for people to hear that, you know, people like you, you're young and you're starting up still, you just got to be able to navigate, you know, figure it out, what you want to end up doing and like what you can do during the time. And I think anything else, anything else outside of that is kind of just a distraction. You know, if you really yep. just, you have a mission, you have a business, you have an organization project, just figuring out what to what to do with what you have control in is going to kind of make things, I think, flow a little bit easier. Don't well, feel I, so overwhelmed and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I like exactly what you said. And I mean, listening to your story about, you know, everything that you've you've done and accomplished and started, um, like really the key is like you got to be able to figure things out mm-hmm. like that. That is entrepreneurship is just figuring it out you know what i mean and like you can't take no for an answer and um you just you just got to get there and so like if you have that um if you put in the effort and just like we'll think creatively um and be resourceful like yeah the the limits truly are there there really are no limits um it's just you know how quickly can you do it (laughs) right no for and then how quickly can you fix your mistake once you figure it out what would you what would you say just kind of for fun you're like your strongest uh, skill set or per, uh, personality trait would be. You're pretty personable, and you're you like to talk. I can tell you have conversations. <laughs> I like so, to talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think I I would say like that is probably my um, biggest strength. That you know I I I like to think that I did really well at Gonzaga, and I like you know we started odd jobbers, but um like just figuring it out, and I realized that that was like such a crucial piece of um entrepreneurship right when i worked at a fix and flip company in denver um it's funny because i like we would we would go out to these houses they they had like you know 15 houses and mm-hmm. we would we would have to like mow the lawn or like do this in landscaping or like some really janky construction <laughs> yeah. um and we would never have the right tools right. and so like learning to be resourceful whether that's in schoolwork or at your job or you know what i mean like thinking outside the box and the coolest part of business is that like there aren't really rules, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if it works, it, it works, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like there's ethical and legal constraints, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like if it works, it's not stupid. Well, the one thing I hear <laughs> too is that if you like with your business too, specifically, it sounds like you guys have already done like those kind of things is where you did this and it worked, but this is working better or yep. this is where 80% yep. of this will come through or whatever. Um, and it's hustle. Yeah, it is f- hustle. finding what works, yeah. hustling, and then sticking to it, mm-hmm. doubling down, making sure that's mm-hmm. like amplified on a massive, like scalable level. Yep. And I think that's what you guys are. I think you guys are literally just tipping into that right now, which yep. is freaking awesome because yep. that's when people will, will like, this is what we can keep selling every single day for the rest of history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's like the that's the hail mary when you're like, oh my gosh, we did it. And you mm-hmm. want you're probably not going to realize it once the moment hits. No, but no, no, no. The cool part is that it's going to piece together and then when you wake up one day you're like damn we did it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome 
Well, what's your hopes for Spokane then, I guess, because everything that's going on, um, you guys are really, I see you guys being involved in the community in the sense that you guys are obviously giving back to the locals. Um, is there anything that you see happening in the future community wise? Or is, I mean, I know you guys are really focused yeah. on just your business right now and just staying, I mean, staying where you are and definitely continue to grow, but you know, I, so first off, I absolutely love Spokane. Yeah. I get the question, like, what do you like more Colorado, Colorado or Spokane? And I always say Spokane and, and the inland Northwest because there's fewer people and more water. And I think the fewer, th- wa- the fewer people thing is going to change here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, so I actually also just, just bought a home, you know, closed a couple weeks ago. Nice. So I'm working on that and kind of getting moved in and stuff. But I think a huge trend that we're going to see, and I'm certainly not the first person to say this, is that with, with all the remote work, people from Seattle and Portland and the Bay Area, they're going to start looking at places like Spokane where there's just as much lifestyle as there is opportunity. And there's a there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of lifestyle stuff that you can do here. And that's what I love. I love, I love like, I mean, I can literally, you know, I, I, I like to get up early. So I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working by seven. Um, and in the summer, like I can go on a two hour mountain bike ride after I get off, uh, like after I leave the office and then still, you know, get back on like Slack or, or something like that, mm-hmm. that evening. And so just like the accessibility, um, is huge. And I think we're going to see a ton of people coming out here, which means that real estate prices are probably going to increase. Um, and like the market already is absolutely ridiculous so we'll see what happens over the next year or two years but um that's what i see happening man i think i think spokane and coeur d'alene too is just like a gem and uh people are going to start discovering that it's no it's scary i've been hanging out and meeting a lot of people over the past couple months and uh weeks specifically and um people are moving people are making moves in the silence and they're they're picking buildings up here and there and mm-hmm. planning things out. And I think the craziest part is you actually, you, you hit it right on. You, you hit the nail on the head with the remote work lifestyle that's coming out. Um, again, we don't know what the future holds, but I can easily, easily see what you, and Coeur d'Alene, oh my gosh, you can't even start thinking about what's going to happen to Coeur d'Alene just with the accessibility oh of the waterfront. And the, like you said, the lifestyle opportunities that are there and that can be created still mm-hmm. with the amount of space that is still up for grabs in, in the, in the East side of the States. Yep. I think, yeah, you're going to easily see somebody come in and either they're going to build the lifestyle that they want here or the community is going to be able to rise up and create the lifestyle that Spokane has already kind yeah. of envisioned. Cause with yep. the park being re- remodeled and with all the new the structures and all the new, um, designs going in i think you're starting to see that and i don't know if you actually saw us i think um and anybody out there correct me if i'm wrong i think spokane just got voted in um was it national geographic or it was something a, about it, riverfront park yeah, it yeah. Was one of their yeah. parks was one of the most like uh, modern current like high-end parks that they had in a mm-hmm. That's just kind of yeah. It's a really it's good, super cool. It's a really good sign. It's a really good push for the city. I think it's yeah. really awesome. There are some. There are people that are working really, really hard to make Spokane a great place to start. You know, start a business, a startup, but also you know live and work here. So mm-hmm. I've been uh, lucky to have Tom Simpson, who you know is the CEO of Ignite and a longtime angel investor and kind of the guy for SAA Spokane Angel yep. Alliance. So he's on our board. Um, and he was, I actually met him at Gonzaga as a professor, nice, yeah. which was cool. And then also uh, former mayor Condon is on, is also on our board. Nice. And so, I mean, I've just like met these people that are working so hard to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's absolutely awesome. I think it's good for everyone for sure. 
Yeah, I definitely think it is too. And I'm really excited to at least be here in the moment and kind of see the transition happen. My heart goes out to everybody that's struggling with their business, of course, and the things that are happening. I know this kind of time is not really something to joke about or to say, look on the bright side, but that's kind of where you have to be. The silver lining's always there. There's always things that are going to come out of this that we got to look forward to. And I think it's, I I can't say if we've been through the hardest part or what, you know, I can't really speak that far ahead, but what I can say is that I feel like we've dealt with a lot of adversity and being able to come out of it at least, Mm -hmm. um, at least in my eyes and make uh, readjustments and changes. I mean, uh, one of the, a lot of the restaurant interviewees that come in here really praise the city for that 10 minute parking right in front of their restaurant for like the takeout orders. That kind of stuff really keeps me interested in spokane in the sense that they're they're definitely trying to help each other out they're not Absolutely. they're not hurting each other and i mean anybody that is hurting you know it's it's very hard to see and to to deal with but i think if we can um, kind of just make the resources more accessible or known uh that's kind of why we are here and why we created the studio the idea and the goal is to be able to meet people like you share your story kind of what you went through and just give people the idea it's like i mean this guy started a tech startup in spokane you know why couldn't i now and uh who knows maybe somebody will reach out to you or any other guests here and it's kind of like there's that connection piece i at least personally don't feel like spokane has that completely yet i still feel like we're not all in touch with kind of the movers and shakers of the city whether it's just because of demographic reasons we're separated or what i think speak and speak studios itself um has the opportunity of getting people like you and you know your consumers and your customers connected um and at least to see that personal side of you so thanks for coming in dude and Absolutely. You know, talking about yourself talking about the business <laughs> i can't wait to see where you guys go next year and the rest of the months i think people definitely need to sign up with your service i think so too i think all yeah, those college kids out there <laughs> they need to get on this because i mean i i literally still do odd jobs today for anybody listening i even if I have, I think like a week in or every couple of weeks, I, I will always take a, you know, an opportunity to make some extra cash just for fun, whether it's for date night, whether it's for moving, hanging out, whatever guys, I mean, yep. don't ever turn on an opportunity. I got a like lot of that. work to do at my house, man. You can come help me. See, there you go. Yeah. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody listening that needs help. There you go. Nick, Nick offered it up. So his house <laughs> is ready for remodel, but thanks for coming, man. Do you have anything you want to leave with people or any final thoughts? We're basically just hoping that people will kind of listen in and they'll just be like, dang, Nick's awesome. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we want people to know more about you, your company, and um, everything that you're doing for the city. So again, thanks for being here. But yeah. any final thoughts? You know, I think that we kind of covered odd jobbers from A to Z here. You know, I, I think it's really, really cool what you're, what, what you're doing with, with Speak. And I mean, I was like astounded at this place coming in here. I was uh, Thanks. I was, <laughs> you guys need to check this place out because I was telling Roberto like, you know, you need to give me your uh, your interior designer's phone number because this is crazy. But <laughs> shout out to you, Ali. I know you're out there. So thanks for all that. <laughs> but no, it's I mean, it's just super cool. And there's like so many people that are working so hard to create opportunities and just like better Spokane. And I've never seen that before. Like people are truly, truly passionate about Spokane. Everyone I talk to is like, oh, yeah, you know, I was I grew up here and then I moved away to California or something like that. And then I came back because like there's just no other place that like I would, I would, I would want to be, mm-hmm. we, we have everything and except the ocean, which is fine with me. I'm, oh, don't I'm not an ocean start. guy. Well, yeah. I'm from the West side and I actually do. I do like the ocean. I like Long Beach, <laughs> Cannon Beach, that stuff like that. Yeah. or in Oregon, but yeah. that's, yeah. I, I like the rivers here. It's yeah. really nice. Absolutely. We have some that. water at least. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, 
kudos to you and and thanks so much for having me having me out i'm I'm looking forward to seeing who else you get on the show oh yeah we're gonna have some good guests and then for everybody that's uh if you're kind of just listening to one of these episodes we are gonna we've had a couple previous guests that are gonna be out on our podcast and then some people coming up for the rest of the month but um for everybody listening thank you for just being here with us and again nick thanks for showing up and hopefully we can have you back soon yeah thanks man all right everyone have a good night thank you again Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We just want to go ahead and let you know that this podcast was recorded in Speak Studios, a place for anybody and all creatives to come create their podcast of their dreams. If you guys have an idea, come on by, visit us at speakpodcasting.com and you can learn more.